0: Not very nice and anatomically inaccurate prophecies of O oh Lord, hear the server. For the prompt, Sex Pollen. Cooking with a Aziraphale, written by shamil read by Job. Crowley took a deep, steadying breath before knocking on the bookshop's door. It was only a few days after the almost apocalypse, and aziraphale had invited him over for what was going to be their first actual date aziraphale who'd hesitated and dithered and debated him for six thousand years had suddenly gone no pranks and asked him out with an old-fashioned invite of all things letting crowley know aziraphale would have been overjoyed if Crowley decided to join him for romantic evening at his residence. It gave Crowley horrible whiplash, and he didn't even mind. In fact, he could barely wait. He clung to the box of chocolates in his hand as he waited, staring down at the bouquet of flowers in the crook of his elbow. He'd gone all the way to the literal gates of hell to get cross-circuit for Xerophil. He hoped the angel would appreciate its unique sticky-sweet scent. Hello, Crowley! Xerophil beamed at him as he opened the door, and Crowley felt himself already beginning to melt. He pushed the chocolates forward. Oh, my favorites! Thank you, dear! Nothing, Crowley mumbled as he followed the angel inside and upstairs to Zerophil's small flat. It was crowded but comfortable, the walls filled with shelves for the angel's books and knick-knacks, but with still enough room to move around. Azirophil immediately handed him a glass of champagne and led him to a dining table that had been dressed up with candles, silver cutlery, and goldrim tableware. I'll be back in a jiffy, just finishing up the dessert. Sure, Crowley croaked out. It was clear the angel had set this up to be a perfect date, and Crowley wasn't going to disappoint him. He might have been a demon, but he could be the perfect gentleman, if he was motivated enough. There was an empty vase on the center of the table, as if Azirafil had known he'd bring flowers. Was he so predictable? So, Crony put the bouquet in and began to sip at his champagne. He wasn't going to get drunk tonight, or even tipsy. He'd make pleasant, intellectually stimulating conversation and enjoy an awful lot of eye contact. And then he'd occasionally put his hand over Xerophils on the table if the occasion presented itself. He wouldn't rush this. By the end of the night, maybe, before saying goodbye, he'd kiss a Xerophil on the cheek. Yes, he'd take this slowly. Perhaps on the next day they could hold hands in public. The mere thought And then on the third date, share an actual kiss. Yes, a perfect plan. Aziraphale had cooked a veritable feast. He started them off with bites of lobster and potato, served with a truffled mayonnaise, continued on with a salmon and asparagus risotto that was to die for. His steak in red wine sauce was absolute perfection, as were the caramelized shallots that came with it, and we ended the meal on Merlot poached pears with vanilla and cinnamon. Trouble was, much as Crowley tried, he started to feel very weird as they ate, more and more aware of his body, of every point of contact with the chair under him, of every flutter of Zirafiel's eyelashes he felt hot everywhere in his cheeks and in the palm of his hands and down in his lower abdomen his teeth felt too sharp in his mouth like he needed something to bite into to swallow Zerophil's moans around a particularly good morsel of food rattled him to his core the beak of the angel's pink tongue when he licked a spoon the faint imprint of his lips on the wine glass, even the way he politely pressed the napkin to his mouth. Crowley found himself utterly mesmerized by every little detail. Aziraphale didn't look all right either. His cheeks were tinged pink as if he had a fever, and he kept squirming in his chair, unable to relax. His gaze kept fluttering between the food, and Crowley, and the drinks, and Crowley again. Crowley got the impression Aziraphale was thinking about tasting him as well. He tried to shake himself out of it. He blinked and had a drink of cold water, even pinched his own thigh under the table. That was when he became aware of the massive erection he was sporting. He kept his hand on his thigh, gripping the flesh there, while he tried to maintain polite conversation with the Aziraphale. For Satan's balls, all he wanted was to stand up, circle the table, drop to his knees, and bury his face in the angel's lap. But he wouldn't do that. That'd be insane. Whichever way he was feeling, surely he could control himself, at least long enough to go home and wink himself raw over it. But he couldn't help but notice when one of the angel's hands disappeared under the table as well. And how did that turn on out? I mean, how did that turn out? He asked trying to keep the conversation going. An awkward silence right now would have killed him. Oh, not so great. The angel seemed to have trouble focusing, but he cleared his throat and continued. (coughs) The trick, I found out, is buttering the molds before they go in the freezer. Is that so? Crowley had forgotten what they were even talking about. It didn't matter. Something food. Yes, absolutely. And butter them again when they come out of the freezer. You get a brush and you... And you... Maybe Crowley wouldn't have heard the quiet sound of a zipper if he hadn't been a supernatural entity. But he did and a face cough to cover it up wasn't enough. Brush them all over with melted butter. The liquid butter has to completely cover the... the chilled butter. A double layer, is what I mean. You have to be precise. You can't miss stroking over any spot at all. Crowley was losing his mind. His brain was oozing out of his ears. Yes, that must be it, because he suddenly heard a distinctly wet sound, just as Aziraphale's breath hitched in his throat. A sound like... like... Yeah, he asked, Why's rough as all hell. Quietly, millimeter by millimeter, he opened his jeans. "'If the Aziraphale was touching himself, was he? Surely not. That'd be mad. "'Or maybe not. But if he was, then... then Crowley could as well.' "'Keep going,' he begged. "'Keep talking. Let me hear your voice while I touch myself.' "'He must have been out of his mind.' But it felt so good when he finally managed to squeeze his cock in his palm. He just couldn't stop. You should uh, add a good spoonful of cocoa powder into the mold and tip it in all directions. Get the powder absolutely everywhere. It should coat every every inch of the butter. Hmm. Every inch, yeah. Crowley repeated like a fool, cock chomping in his hand as he saw Zirafield biting into his bottom lip. And then, what? And then I, no, you. Zirafield's eyes fluttered for a moment and his tongue darted out to lick his lips. The butter. The butter and the chocolate. "'Cut them into small pieces and melt them together slowly "'and keep stirring, stir, stir until completely smooth. "'Course. "'Crowley pressed a thumb against the slick head of his cock, "'so sensitive it almost hurt. "'How did it get so hard and so sensitive so quickly?' What the hell was going on? No matter, he was enjoying himself, and so was Aziraphale, and so what if he came in his own fists under the table? So what if Aziraphale had a dripping wet cunt he was fingering while talking to him? If he stroked himself to an orgasm right there, sitting across from Crowley? Next, you have to beat the axe with the sugar crowley didn't even pretend he couldn't hear the obscene wet noises couldn't see the telltale way his zero of his elbow moved he suspected his own arm was moving in a similarly suspicious manner beat them heart at the flower and beat again <laughs> finally yes crowley pressed him desperately fighting to keep his tongue inside his mouth, practically tasting the angel's pleasure in the air. Finally, finally, oh! Azirafir closed his eyes, eyebrows pinching up, mouth dropping open. His entire body tensed, his back arched, his arm moving frantically. Fuck, shit! Fuck, fuck! Crowley cried out and spilled all over his fingers, his jeans and possibly the floor. Aziraphale looked at him, wide-eyed, haunting, lust still burning in his eyes. It was a long moment of stillness, and then a lot of movement all at once. Crowley stood up, dick out and all, desperate to reach out and touch. The angel also stood up, grabbing the tablecloth and pulling hard, sending tableware and wine crashing to the floor. Aziraphale climbed onto the table, and Crowley climbed on top of him, two pairs of desperate hands ripping away at clothing, groping, scratching, claiming. On the floor, the bouquet of hellflowers passed red and shed more pollen. "The